Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In today's show, I'm going to be breaking down the latest technical analysis as the Bitcoin difficulty jumps 6% to a new peak as miners ignore the Bitcoin price dip. We'll also be discussing one metric hinting at an opportunity of a lifetime to be accumulating BTC. We'll also be discussing the $20 billion delay as the appeal court pushes back the decision on Grayscale spot Bitcoin ETF. We'll also be sharing Bitcoin still on track for a huge bull market despite losing critical support. According to top crypto analyst Dave the wave and quoting Max Kaiser, gold prices are provably manipulated. Arresting these guys hasn't stopped it. Bitcoin futures ETFs, not spot price ETFs, allow similar price suppression scams. This is why futures ETFs are getting approval, but not the spot price ones. We'll also be discussing Michael Saylor's $1 million price prediction. He says it looks like a spot ETF will probably get approved, sending the Bitcoin price to $1 million per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Net. Welcome everyone just tuning in and joining us. The crypto market is pumping once again, which we love to see. Bitcoin's on the cusp of recapturing 27,000 and the entire market is back in the green. If that excites you, let me know in the comments below. Checking out our market watch right here and shout out to everyone in the live chat. You can see Bitcoin trading at 26,700, up three and a half percent for the day. We have Ether trading at just about 1,700, up four percent for the day. And some of the top gainers and the top cryptos include Solana and Cardano. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're back on the climb with about $37 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance at 48.5% and the Ether dominance at 18.9%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, a sea of green. Finally, it's about time. Only a handful in the red. Massive gains across the entire altcoin market. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're still stuck in fear, unfortunately, but I have a good feeling this will be up updated tomorrow, probably back in neutral. Last month, we were in greed. And now let's check out our Bitcoin technical analysis for the day. Check out the charts and what is happening. And again, welcome to everyone just joining us. Make sure to say hello in the live chat and let us know where you're tuning in from. For the technicals, we're using TradingView today. You can see the oscillators overall. The signal is neutral. And we have a strong sell for the moving averages at this current time. You can see relative strength index on the left, neutral. The majority of all of these indicators are neutral, but on the right, 
most of the exponential moving averages are currently in sell territory, as a lot of people have been selling, I'd say, in the past 48, 72 hours. But guess what? We're pumping and back in the green. So hopefully we can climb back above 27,000 and eventually recapture that 32,000 level, which is the current high for the year. And a, key, a quick reminder, there's not much resistance in between that 32 and 40,000 level. So do you guys think we're likely to continue dropping down as everyone was preaching doom and gloom the past two, three days in the market when we had like over a billion dollars liquidated, et cetera? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You already know if you're tuned into Crypto News Alerts, I am bullish every single day, 365 days out of the year, because I understand Bitcoin. I understand the long haul trajectory is up because I have a long term investment mindset. I'm looking at this thing five, 10 years plus out. I'm not looking what's the price going to be tomorrow or next week. Let me know if you guys can relate. But with that being shared, fam, now let's discuss the Bitcoin difficulty uh, adjustment, which just occurred, which is always a good sign as the network continues to get stronger and stronger. And this is a uh, very strong fundamentals. Bitcoin's network uh, fundamentals are in no mood to follow bearish Bitcoin price action this week. The latest on-chain data confirms that difficulty hits yet another all-time high with the hash rate not far behind. And as Max Kaiser commonly shares, the Bitcoin price follows the hash rate. That's facts, fam. So which, keeping that in mind, let me know if you are currently bullish. So uh, despite dropping 10% last week, the miners appear to be taking the price downturn in their stride. This was cemented in the network activity August 22nd as difficulty increased 6% at its latest bi-weekly automated adjustment. Not only was this enough to take the difficulty to the new record highs, but it also marked Bitcoin's sixth largest difficulty uptick of this year and figures from monitoring resource btc.com show. Difficulty is a a reflection of both miner capitulation and the Bitcoin network security and its upwards trajectory suggests that the miners are not yet struggling when it comes to profitability. That means the miners are in profit. The next automated readjustment is already due to continue the trend, taking difficulty over 56 trillion for the first time in history. And here you're looking at that all-time high chart for the difficulty adjustment, showing the Bitcoin network fundamentals stronger than ever. Now, a similar story concerns the hash rate, the estimated hashing the deployment by miners to the Bitcoin blockchain. And while not possible to calculate exactly, so depending upon the source, hash rate is already challenging existing all-time highs of over 400 exahashes per second. Let's freaking go. Responding to the data, we have the MACD, a contributor to on-chain analytics platform CryptoQuant, referenced high confidence in the security and reliability amongst network participants for both Bitcoin and the largest altcoin, Ether, quoting them here. Recently, the prices of Bitcoin and Ethereum have fallen by negative 10%. However, the network security and reliability have increased. Go figure. First, the Bitcoin hash rate shows higher figures during the decline, which shows that miners are more active in Bitcoin mining. And second, the Ethereum staking rate shows that more ETH has been staked, even though the price has fallen. 
Quoting them again, this means that investors have high confidence in the security and reliability of Bitcoin and the Ether networks. The fact that the price had fallen despite the increase in the intrinsic value of the two assets means that they are undervalued and it can be considered a time to actively accumulate those assets. So you already know, fam, keep stacking them stats. And isn't this a sexy chart showing you the Bitcoin hash rate as it continues to climb? And separate data from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode shows little tangible change in the amount of Bitcoin held by mining entities. This stood at just over 1.83 million BTC as of yesterday, up by a steady 0.08% since the start of the month. So there you have it. I mean, let me know in the comments how many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto and anticipating that price climbing as we inch closer and closer to that Bitcoin halving right around the corner, estimated to be sometime in April of 2024. We also are going to be talking about the spot Bitcoin ETF. As upon approval, we can send the Bitcoin price north of $1 million, according to the one and only Michael Saylor, which we'll be covering in great detail a little later on in the show. Now let's discuss some mass accumulation going on. We've been discussing this as the whales continue to hodl and continue to you know stack sats, while the short-term uh, hodlers are the ones with the weak hands the paper hands who are selling to the strong hands. But anyways, let's discuss this accumulation. Crypto data platform Santiment is offering insight into signals that could indicate the right time to accumulate Bitcoin as well as the alts. Santiment marketing director Brian Quinvalian says that buying opportunities for crypto assets have historically presented themselves when trader sentiment is neither pessimistic or optimistic across the major social media platforms such as Reddit and X. Quoting them here, when all four social media platforms align and have settled back down to neutral mentions of buying the dip. This is when the actual opportunity has historically presented itself for patient traders. Patience be thy name. What's up, sages? Now, believe it or not, it is a good sign that people are no longer certain that this is a buy the dip spot. It means that pessimism is beginning to take over again as the market caps fade. And according to the analysts, optimism in the crypto community was high immediately after Bitcoin fell close to 26,000 for the first time since June, but the sentiment quickly changed, quoting them again. What has happened following the Bitcoin drop to 26,100 and subsequent altcoin bloodbath? For starters, it is no surprise we saw a huge rise in buy-the-dip mentions. This indicates that trader optimism was quite high and there could be a quick market recovery. But look at how the wishful thinking has died down considerably in the past few days. Now, on the level of discussion that Bitcoin and the alts are currently experiencing, Santima's director of marketing shared the following. We can also see that the percentage of discussions related to Bitcoin spiked to its highest level of the year on the tail end of the market crash. However, instead of Bitcoin social dominance staying high, it quickly dropped back down to relatively normal levels as traders appear to be showing some greed in relation to whatever the hot altcoin on the block are currently. Now, we could actually like to see the social dominance stay quite high high, as this scenario is usually correlated with thriving and healthy crypto markets. High discussion related to the number one asset coincides with fear, whereas discussions about more speculative assets tend to coincide with greed, and fear is when the markets rise. Facts. 
So there you have it. Let me know if you are currently accumulating or are you getting rid of your bags in hopes that the price drops lower? I know a lot of people were like very bearish in the past few days in the show. They're like, yo, we're going to be dropping back down sub uh, 20,000. Some people predicting a new low for the cycle. Current low is sitting at roughly 15,700. And I'm skeptical of all that. There's always a probability that anything could happen, but I just do not see the price action dropping sub 20,000, but we'll see how it plays out. I'm just too bullish coming with the having around the corner, the, you know, all the ETFs and the apps from the likes of Fidelity and BlackRock and the list goes on and on. Obviously, that's the smart money. And we like to follow the smart money and not the dumb money as we discuss often here in the show. Now let's discuss in more detail the spot Bitcoin ETF and what is happening. Unfortunately, uh, Grayscale got pushed back, so it's not going to be approved anytime soon. Here we go. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals was expected to give a ruling on Grayscale spot Bitcoin ETF lawsuit against the U.S. SEC on August 22nd, which is supposed to have been yesterday, following its failure to do so on August 18th. However, the crypto community would have to wait longer as the court has once again failed to make a decision. And as Max Kaiser points out here off the back of this news, Justin, former JP Morgan gold traders, Michael Nowak and Greg Smith sentenced to prison for prolific spoofing, which ultimately means manipulation of the gold prices. Nothing new. JP Morgan has been getting fined hundreds of millions and billions of dollars for years for manipulation of the uh, precious metals markets. So as Max shares here, gold prices, are provably manipulated. Arresting these guys hasn't stopped it. The Bitcoin futures ETFs enables the Bitcoin price manipulation in similar ways. This is why the Bitcoin futures ETFs get approved and not the spot price versions. And obviously, Max Kaiser makes a great point right there. Now, according to a tweet by Grayscale's chief legal officer, the appeal court failed to make a decision regarding his company's lawsuit against the SEC. However, he pointed out there were no rulings for that day and what might be a move to quench any notion that the court was intentionally stalling the case. This marks the third delay Thanks to Gensler, Mr. No Clarity Gary of the SEC, of the much-anticipated verdict, as the court previously has been expected to give a decision August 15th and then August 18th, so it remains uncertain when a decision could come next, as legal experts had earlier projected the court to give its verdict this month. I honestly don't think they're going to give a verdict till next year. What are your thoughts? Chat, let us know in the comments. Now, Grayscale's lawsuit against the SEC dates back to last year when the company reportedly tried to persuade the commission to convert its $20 billion Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which is a GBTC product, to a spot Bitcoin ETF, which the SEC rejected. Why? They prefer futures ETFs and continue to control the markets, in which Max Geiser pointed out, right? So following the rejection, Grayscale sued the regulator, arguing that it had acted indiscriminately by not giving its request the same treatment it does similar investment funds. Good for them. I hope they win the lawsuit against the SEC personally. Now, Grayscale believes that the spot Bitcoin ETF should be approved like the Bitcoin futures ETFs. It is the final oral argument in March. The crypto firm argued that the SEC's disapproval order against it was contradictory. It emphasized the regulator's inconsistency in denying a spot Bitcoin ETF while approving a Bitcoin futures ETF. In fact, they just continue approving more and more futures ETFs. I wonder why. <laughs> the company further argued that both investment vehicles pose the same risk of fraud and manipulation and also stated that the pricing of both futures and spot Bitcoin markets are 99.9% correlated, which means they are subject to the same risk. And as such, since the SEC found the CME surveillance sharing agreement sufficient enough to protect against the risk in the futures market, it should be able to deem it sufficient to approve a spot Bitcoin ETF. 
So why Grayscale's case could be a game changer? Listen up. Grayscale is one of several financial firms that have applied to the SEC to offer a spot Bitcoin ETF. And interestingly, the company filed this application while it awaits a decision from the court regarding its lawsuit against the SEC. However, considering that the SEC had remained reluctant to approve these apps, a verdict in favor of Grayscale could potentially force the hands of the commission to finally approve a spot Bitcoin ETF. So that's the silver lining. Uh, such a verdict will undoubtedly be a boost for the crypto industry as it would pave the way for institutional investors to have direct access to crypto assets, something which could further spur the mass adoption of cryptocurrencies. Preach. Wouldn't we all like to see that? And Max also shared here in response to Zero Hedge, who wrote, there was much mockery of articles about gold manipulation in the 2008 and 2016 period, quoting this uh, article here. The JP Morgan case is part of a crackdown by federal prosecutors on illegal spoofing, where the traders place bogus orders to move the prices up or down and then quickly cancel them before they're executed. Smith and Nowak used the technique to manipulate gold and silver prices from 2008 to 2016. And as Max again points out on this other thread, the Bitcoin futures ETFs allow the similar price suppression scams. This is why futures ETFs are getting approval, but not the spot price ones. So there you freaking have it. Do you think that the SEC will eventually approve all of these uh, ETF spot apps? And if so, by what date? I'm highly skeptical they're going to approve any anytime soon this year, but I am pretty confident they'll start being approved next year. I think BlackRock has a good opportunity to be the first one approved, considering it's the largest asset manager in the world. Then we also have, you know, Kathy Wood's company with ARC 21 shares. We have Fidelity and, you know, uh, Wisdom Tree. There's just so many out there and it could be like a domino cascading effect once one gets approved they may all simultaneously get approved ushering in trillions of dollars virtually overnight into the crypto market so i cannot freaking wait now let's discuss our next story of the day and that is a huge bull run incoming shall we Let's see right here. According to crypto analyst Dave DeWave, shout out to Dave. He tells his followers uh, that uh, the short-term indicators are not the most reliable predictors for the Bitcoin price given the current crypto market conditions. He says that indicators with a broader view of the Bitcoin price patterns indicate the bull market cycle is continuing to take shape. Despite breaking through the key support levels on the plunge to the 25,000 range, Dave DeWave uses his own version of the logarithmic growth curves, which attempts to forecast Bitcoin macro highs and lows while filtering out media term volatility and noise and the Gaussian channels momentum indicators that can be used to identify price tops as well as bottoms quoting the analysts here beware the shorter term indicators that might suggest the support for Bitcoin bull market had been lost price is right where it should be in the terms of the LGC and in terms of a normal consolidation after a solid run-up the analyst continues to believe that the 200 week moving average is no longer an indicator of a key price support level for BTC quoting him again as outlined in an earlier date a Bitcoin metrics such as the 200-week moving average becomes less significant as technical support as the market matures. And he previously said, why would the Bitcoin 200-week moving average remain a support of price? If the macro trend is one of reducing the volatility and diminishing returns, then it would eventually become a mean of price with the price oscillating around it. The trader also says he's looking for an entry point for the smart contract platform ETH. Based on the weekly chart, he predicts ETH is on the verge of making a move to the upside, quoting him here. 
waiting and watching the weekly Gaussian about to turn up on ETH slash USD. My last position trade turned out to be not too shabby. Looking for another less volatile this time around. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on uh, Ethereum? Also, let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And what are your thoughts on what he had to share in regards to the LGC model, which we commonly cover here on the show? Holla at your boy in the live chat. And now for our main story of the day, the Giga Chat himself, Michael Saylor, predicting the likelihood of a spot Bitcoin ETF being approved, which will send the Bitcoin price to $1 million per coin. If you'd personally love to see a $1 million BTC, let me know in the comments below and let's see if we'll make this baby happen. So here we go. This is a prediction he made, which I transcribed from an interview. Here's what Michael Saylor had to say word for word. It looks like a spot ETF will probably get approved. There is massive political pressure to approve one. Facts. The circumstances have changed, and now there is a way for the SEC to approve it without backtracking on its previous legal and policy guidance. Certainly, there are a lot of Wall Street entities that have a vested interest in seeing this happen. If you're an institution, one way to get Bitcoin exposure is to buy the underlying asset, but there have been challenges with finding the right exchange to buy it on and custody arrangement. So a similar way to do so is to buy the spot ETF. There are trillions of dollars in capital that is required to invest in a security that trades in these compliant forums and is understating the obvious. There's tens of trillions of dollars. So there is a lot of capital that can't buy the Bitcoin or self-custody the Bitcoin. They don't want to do charter. Maybe it's against the tax code. Maybe when they raise $10 billion from public investors, they raised it to invest in securities, but not interested in property or commodities. So the spot ETF availability is a major milestone for institutional adoption. The approval of a spot ETF is a major milestone in regulatory clarity, which is tantamount to an endorsement. The engagement of Fidelity, Citadel, BlackRock, and Schwab. I mean, Schwab is synonymous with Wall Street, 100 years of Wall Street. So what you have is Wall Street coming together to offer securities and exchange services and indirectly custody services for mainstream investors. And we look out about 12 months. And if I was saying, what are the key milestones that drive mainstream adoption of Bitcoin? Well, one of them is clearly a spot ETF. The second is a designation that Bitcoin is an asset class in which we already know that, right? The recognition of it as a legitimate commodity, it's a big deal. When Jerome Powell says it's not going away, when Gensler and the head of the SEC and CFTC both say it's a digital commodity, Digital commodity might not sound like much when you go down the next round. Like, is it a Ponzi scheme or is it a scam or is it tulip bulbs? The difference between tulip bulbs and a digital commodity is a zero versus a one. I have said it before and I'll repeat it again. Listen up. If it's not going to zero, it's going to a million dollars per coin. It is either nothing. And if it's nothing, then it's getting scrubbed out and banned. And of course, we now know it's not getting banned. There is no way that Fidelity, Citadel, BlackRock, Charles Schwab, Deutsche Bank, Credit Agri, Banco Santander, all decide they're interested in this. They're not endorsing a tulip bulb, right? Once you go from zero to one, then the question is, well, it's an asset class. And if it's not going away, well, what's it worth? Well, it's worth 1% of the assets in the world. So 1% drives it up by a factor of 10 to 20. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Saylor. And more recently, Michael Saylor, when asked by Natalie Burnell on the Coin Stories pod, should we trust BlackRock with Bitcoin? Listen up to what Saylor had to share. And again, I transcribed this word for word. Bitcoin fixes everything. If we think about what that means, we need to be prepared for Bitcoin to infuse 
everything. The right way to think about it, Bitcoin is going to be a base layer, and there's going to be layer twos, like Lightning, to move things fast. And there's going to be layer threes, which is custodial, like Cash App, like Coinbase, like Fidelity, JP Morgan, Bank of America, Apple, Google. There's going to be custodial layer threes, and they are going to exist to provide functionality or utility. And there are technical reasons to trust a third party. The best way to think about Bitcoin is Bitcoin offers sovereignty and integrity and empowerment, not just to the individual, but also to the family, the clan, the village, the city, the county, the state, the province, the country, the company, the institution, the agency, the group, the community, organization. Every one of these entities, they all have their own agency, and we want them to, do we not want them to have access to this? Bitcoin makes your country better, makes your company better, makes your family better, makes your community better, makes your school better, makes you better. Preach. It's going to be everything, make everyone better, but there is different types of wrappers we need to put it in, so we shouldn't be afraid of those things. Someone said, well, aren't you afraid that these big organizations like BlackRock are going to buy Bitcoin and centralize it? And I said, it's like asking me if I'm afraid someone in Japan is going to speak English and if that's going to undermine the English language. If Samsung is the biggest company in Korea and they start speaking English and they build support for English into their products, does that corrupt the English language? No, it actually makes English better. They're going to use it differently. That's the likelihood, or I mean, what's the likelihood Samsung can change that definition of love or change the meaning of 100 different words by adopting it? Not very likely. So I think it's a protocol. The protocol is going to infuse everything, and we shouldn't be afraid of all the different ways that people choose to integrate, wrap, embed, or execute with Bitcoin. There is no one right answer, and the marketplace will determine the right mix of integrations of Bitcoin. So there you have it, coming directly from uh, the one and only Michael Saylor. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And I think these are some great points in which he made. And I also agree that a Bitcoin spot ETF is likely to be approved and we could easily absorb at least 1% of the total addressable market, which in all honesty is going to send the Bitcoin price way north of $1 million because the total addressable market is north of $700 trillion. So if someone could break down the math for me here, that would be fantastic. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.